Have you ever licked on a wing-wang? Have you ever touched on a ping-ping? Have you ever sucked on a ding-ding? Welcome to Super House Podcast, episode 93. Again, we're going to do some spooky and dookie stories. Um, I think it was a hit last time, maybe just with us, who knows. But I enjoyed it, so we're going to do it. Then we're going to go full horror mode, and we're going to discuss the movie 7. And then last but not least, we're going to do recent, uh, recently gaming, Dead by Daylight versus Friday the 13th, the game. And then we're going to talk about some South Park and Elite Dangerous, which is apparently a video game. I don't know. <laughs> Andrew's going to talk about it. But let's get this shit started. Yay. Oh. Time for some spookier dookie, y'all. <laughs> That's fire. That's so fire and lit. <laughs> I'm legit ready. So I'm, ready. I'm dead ass fleeking right now, y'all. <laughs> skate, skate, skate. <laughs> Oh shit, someone didn't know that I worked with what Skeet Skeet meant. We were all like, you're going to have to look that up on your own. We were at a manager's meeting too. Yes, I wish she I was like, in that she room. Was like, she was like, oh. oh. She looked at the office and was like, oh. Oh, oh. And I was like, how do you not know that? And then you were like, welcome to hell, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nice fucking uh, yeah, segue there. Sure, sure. By the <laughs> way, I mean, I didn't derogatory way against females. I just enjoy the word. We're gonna let it slide this time. Scary Terry style. <laughs> Scary Terry, bitch. You grow what you get, I bitch. Oh, bitch. It's a primitive environment. <laughs> Dude, Jordan, like... Jordan lost it whenever they were playing, whenever I showed it back. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay, Johnson, we are ready for a spook or duke. All right, spoo or do. <laughs> spoo <Yeah>. or do. <laughs> I done both ready. Wow. So, uh, yeah, if you remember from last time, we had these short stories, usually about two sentences long, and uh, I think we have almost 20, at least, more than a dozen. Yeah. And um, I'll read them, and we we rate them spooky or dookie. (laughs) (laughs) With all seriousness, no laughter at the end. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. Okay, again, I did not write these. These are in no particular order. Uh, I just kind of threw them together. And you can decide. Are you ready? ready? I'm ready, Johnson. Whatever you got, I'm ready. Okay, S or D, number one. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep shortening it. I don't know if I can decide. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'll I'll try my best scary voice here. The doctors told the amputee he might experience a phantom limb from time to time. Nobody prepared him for the moments, though, when he felt cold fingers brush across his phantom head. Mm. That's, that's a big old duke. Is it a duke? <laughs> I'm going slight spook. Slight. It's a 60% yeah. in Rotten Tomatoes. It kind of introduces that portion of the thing in late in the game. I feel like if we, if we had a sense of some kind of phantom presence... Early in the sentence, 
it would have had yeah. a better payoff like something to play in our imaginations Ooh, but then all of a sudden it's like but i don't know man it's, well, they mentioned like, Phantom Limb in the beginning, but then the yeah, Phantom yeah. Limb feels another phantom hand. I like it. Spook. <laughs> so what is that? Spook? Someone duke? Yeah. Right, yeah, right. move on. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind lingering on it uh, any longer either. Yeah, right, right. Also, it's two sentences. It's all in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. Any, uh, maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. Anyway, go ahead, Johnson. Yeah, by the way, um, I did my best to kind of filter out the ones that are like, ooh, and my daughter's been dead for two years, or I live alone, or, like, you know, they're in my house upstairs, you know? So it's all spooks from here on out? No, I'm just saying, remember how we got a whole bunch yeah. of people last time? Like, yeah. baby crying and stuff. So. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Number two. <laughs> All right. Uh, it sat on my shelf with thoughtless porcelain eyes and the prettiest pink doll dress I could find. Why did she have to be a stillborn? <laughs> Damn, that's spooky as shit. That's just disturbing. I don't know if that's spooky. That's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, some of these are like that. I'm going cool. with the spook for entertainment value. I knew. I kind of saw it coming as soon as it said. Uh, dressed in or something like that because I was like yeah. oh this is just dressed in this isn't the real thing right right yeah there's clues along the way I mean they're short <laughs> yeah wait Stefan yeah no I, I thought it was it was uh, a spook for for sake of the entertainment factor was this a, was this a full spook here or what uh, this was uh, yeah I'd say a full spook it had me got me thinking is what it did it was like what a, about what about spooks off the spooks. board, though? Is the many um, spooks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta give it oh, to that. Uh, okay, full yeah. spooks. The SSS, triple S. All right, yeah, I'm, make, I'm making notes as we go. Yeah. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Spoo or do, number three. Spookadoo. <clears throat> Spookadoo. Yeah. Okay. The grinning face stared at me from the darkness beyond my bedroom window. I live on the 14th floor. Damn, that's Spook. It's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Spook too. Spook, yeah. Spook, yeah. Me like, me like you. Like you. All right. Triple S. Spook. Yeah, that one was kind of one of those, you know, oh, I live alone or, or whatever, so. But right. it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, here's the shortest one on the list. Oh, wow. Ready? Yeah. Clenching your, your sphincters there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Number four. I just saw my reflection blink. Nice. <laughs> Read that's one. Fucking, that's the fucking, who wrote that? Ernest Hemingway? <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would. Yeah, I'd go spook. Okay. Read it Maddie. one more time. I just saw my reflection blink. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, the way you read it, is <laughs> I don't know if the stories do like that. put put yourself in that guy's shoes. You, yeah, yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know you didn't blink. Right, right. How do you feel you now? Saw, you saw it blink, so you know you didn't. Yeah. How many drinks have I had? <laughs> <laughs> Full sober, bro. 
Damn, that's spook! <laughs> that one I liked. And it was only one, it wasn't even like a full sentence. I mean, I guess it was full sentence. That Bill oh. Shakespeare over there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was some. Uh, <laughs> that was fire. Yeah, fire. <laughs> it was lit. Like a video game. <laughs> fire. <laughs> fire. Uppercut. Tiger. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> Tiger. All right, Johnson. Next All one. Right. We're off to a good. Uh... Good going here. We got some good ones. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Spoo do number five? Yeah, five. Okay. Working the night shift alone tonight, there is a face in the cellar staring at the security camera. That's spook. <laughs> yeah. Wait, sorry, one more time. I'm sorry, I blanked out for a second. There. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Working the night shift alone tonight, there is a face in the cellar staring directly into the security camera. Uh, I don't know. It's not that creative. I'm going to go slight Duke. Oh, oh dude, if you were a fucking security guard and you were on the night shift <laughs> and you knew it was fucking locked down, no one was in there and there was someone just standing yeah, there staring just up at the Just standing camera. and staring. Okay. <laughs> you twist my arm. Slight spook. Slight spook. Slight spook. Right. Yeah, you got to imagine like it's completely dark and you just see like just a face. Kind of come in. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And it's just like grinning at you, or just staring, or something. I mean, even if it was well lit, and then its head was tilted slightly and staring, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah. that, dude! I quit this job <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Someone's gonna have to cover my shift." Yeah. <laughs> Another triple S, then. Triple S. Wow, nice. Okay, next one. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I think that one's a spook, by the way. Do we, do we ask <laughs> oh, sorry. Just, sorry, there, Stefan. No, it's okay. I didn't. I wasn't. Oh, sure. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. All right. Next one. They delivered the mannequins in bubble wrap. For From the main room, I begin to hear popping. <gasps> That's spook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spook. Wait, say it again. I got distracted. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> I've said all these like three, three oh. times. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was smoking some weed. Uh, one more time. <laughs> Drop my bowl on the floor. There's weed everywhere. Anyway. <laughs> okay, I'll read again. They delivered the mannequins in bubble wrap. From the main room, I begin to hear popping. Yes. Hell yeah. Headbang. <laughs> Definite spook. Headbang. <laughs> Hell we yeah. should, that should be our new movie rating system. I give that five headbangs. That's oh, like, yeah, that's next level. That's a neck breaker. <laughs> I dropped a bunch of weed on the floor. Fuck. <laughs> Jeez, he wasn't kidding. Uh, uh, I'm gonna smoke it anyway. Wow. The triple S. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Triple, triple S. Once again, that you have cultivated some good sp spookies today. Yeah, Johnson. Yeah, not enough dookies. I know. Not enough dookies. <laughs> you you edited that shit too well, Johnson. Oh, uh, uh, we might get some. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for the next one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The funeral attendees never came out of the catacombs. Something locked the crypt door from the inside. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, my only question is how you having a funeral down in 
the catacombs? Maybe it was an Arabian piece. Maybe. I'm giving half. I'm giving half spook. I'm yeah, giving slight nice. duke, slight duke on that one. Ooh. Yeah, actually, I'm that's going full yeah. duke. I'm going full half, duke. not half spook. I'm going half duke. Ooh, so triple duke. Triple half, duke, basically. Damn, the board no isn't the full duke. No love for the catacombs, man. I like, I, mean, I, I like a lot of it. It's like the village. To me. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like I like a lot about it, but, but it doesn't tie itself together duke. very well. Yeah, no, I feel. I like... need a little more. I need a little more to sell me on it. Yeah. He's like a creepy guy in a cloak or something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> or some kind of ritual sacrifice. I mean, yeah, if you would have said that, I would have been like, spook. <laughs> From the inside. But then that's the other thing, too, is how do we know that? It doesn't say anywhere that that's not another person locking it from the inside. It could have been an ambush. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the other person could have been like, oh, I lo oh, my bad, guys, sorry, and then opened it. Right <laughs> yeah, it's got some good elements, but unfortunately, I don't think it's very spooky. Unfortunately, full Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Needs more descriptors there, Johnson. Yeah, I think also, we're just, like Stefan said, we're not as familiar with catacombs anymore. Hey, Joey just went there, all right? Oh, yeah? Huh? Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Next one? Yeah. Okay. The longer I wore it, the more it grew on me. She had such pretty skin. Yeah, that's spook. <laughs> that's yeah, the a lamb shit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's spook. That's, that's spook. Really good. That's really good. It's a it's a real well written two two sentence one. Yeah, that's better than the the Hemingway one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that's a slight. That's a, still the winner for me. I just think that's an accomplishment how short it was and it was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because right, if you saw yourself in the mirror do something other than what you did, you would just duke right there. <laughs> Drop a duke. You duke at how spooky it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, that could be the next level rating. <laughs> it oh, that's like a so bad it's good type of thing. Or just like no, it's so scary you drop it, Duke. <laughs> Spook a Duke. Okay. Spook a Duke. <laughs> All right, next one. Yeah. Okay. I said goodnight to my wife laying next to me. I rolled over and saw her standing in the doorway. Say it again. Okay. <laughs> I said goodnight to my wife laying next to me. I rolled over and saw her standing in the doorway. I like That's that. That's spook. Full spook. Spook. Yeah. yeah. Spook, yeah. Yeah. Triple no, spook. Because like... then you turn back around and it's like, Wah! it's like a fucking. <laughs> 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 you turn back around and it is your wife, and then you look back over at the door and it goes, <laughs> and, she, yeah. and then you, you turn back over and she's laughing. <laughs> Well, I just imagine the one of the doorway starts walking to you towards you, like all twitching, all weird and shit. Ah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then your wife wakes up and go, "Oh yeah, that's my twin." You're like, "Whoo, that was a duke." I'm so, I'm so scared <laughs> right now. I have my camera set to selfie mode so I can see behind me. <laughs> wow, it's terrifying <laughs> to be alone right now. <laughs> all right. Ooh, this one. Um, I think some members will like this one you guys ready yeah yeah okay the pairs of emaciated eyes outnumber the single round in my gun 
With bleeding tears falling from her doll's hair, I point the barrel at my last surviving daughter. Damn. <laughs> That's... Yeah, I like it. I mean, hey, that was that was some literary shit right there. Agreed. That was well written. Uh, slight, slight spook, I'd say. Yeah, it's like zombie stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's too good. Yeah. Good spook. Yeah, full spook. That was yeah. pretty, pretty close to being a creature thing. Yeah, creature, creature, zombie. Zombie, kill your daughter. Spare her. <laughs> <laughs> what What's your favorite type of shit, isn't it, Johnson? Well, no, I don't know. No, it's just like they always have that scene in movies, right? Yeah, they that's true. In, in the the mercy, mercy killing scene yeah, in the zombie killing. movie. Yeah. All right, next one. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I called another exterminator to deal with the rats in my basement. This one hasn't come out either. <laughs> this is a person killing exterminators. Uh, yeah. uh, Something down well, there. Killing. Yeah, the I get, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd say spook. Yeah, spooky. It's a good slasher uh, sentence. Yeah. Man, I'm going Duke on him. Going Ooh. Duke. I need more. Let's uh, let's intro Ooh. Joey into this. Joey Spooker Duke. <laughs> uh, I mean, with you know, as short as the story was, I enjoyed it. So I, I would say spook. All right. Yeah. All right. Nice. SSSD. Feel free to be <laughs> hypercritical of these, Joey. It's okay to be? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Lord knows we have. Yeah. I ain't afraid right. of my piece. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when my crew and I were rescued from the deserted island, they found me covered in blood and surrounded by the bones of the rest of my crew. Now that I'm off the island, I need a new excuse to keep eating people. Yeah, Spook! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see that movie. That sounds like a romp. Yeah, let's go, Spook. It's like Spook. That's like real fish-out-of-water cannibalism. <laughs> Fish out of water cannibalism story. It's like part crocodile <laughs> Dundee, part, <laughs> part horror cannibalistic murder scene. Yeah, coming yeah. to the movie. Should be starring Tom Hanks as the castaway cannibal. <laughs> yeah. uh, Wilson, what do you mean dude? I can't eat this guy? He's just sitting there. <laughs> That's not a knife. This is a knife. Then he kills the guy with yeah. the with the knife. Yeah. This writes itself, guys. It really does. It's good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Wait, Joe, Joe you you're Joey, yeah. I thought that was, that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't leave much to the imagination, kind of like the rest of them do. Like that, It felt like a lot of these yeah. sort of leave, leave it exactly where it needs to. Where, But this one was kind of like a bit wordy. everything very clearly for better or worse. Yeah. I want to know what's down there with them rats. Yeah, yeah, like that one left you up, left it up to imagination, you know. Yeah. So what's the ratings? What do we got? I'd go spook. Spook. Even though it explained a bit too much. Yeah, Maddie. Maddie is a little MIA now. Bathroom. Um, We're still uh, talking about the cannibal out of water story. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't scary, but it's great. 
So I'll give it a spook. <laughs> I'll honor it with a spook. <laughs> Joey, was that a duke? The cannibal one? Yeah. This is a duke. Oh. Duke from Joey. Oh, I think Manny liked it, so I'm just going to put him down as a yeah. spook. Yeah. <laughs> Triple SD. The <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. That's like ravenous and fucking uh, every window <laughs> story. It's fucking genius. <laughs> who's, who's the author of that sentence? <laughs> Get him on the line. But that's yeah. my shit. Netflix will green, green light your show. You guys seen the latest South Park? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Netflix is green lighting everybody's show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, next one. Alright, Spookadook. Every night I hear strange noises coming from the basement, but my wife says it's just rats. I know she's wrong. Rats don't whisper, we're gonna kill you. <laughs> okay. Uh, who wants to go first on this one? <laughs> Lord. Maddie, you go. Alright, uh, I'm gonna go full Duke on that one. <laughs> because I think if it would have stopped with like it, it needs to be a little more mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say like when whisper. they whisper and then they I'll kill you. It's like of course they're not fucking rats unless they're demon rats. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going that. I'm not going I'm not getting into that. I mean this, okay, <laughs> when when I was thinking about it and she said rats, I was like, ooh, it's like that movie Graveyard Shift, which like a lot of people don't like, but I thought it was pretty dope about a giant rat bat creature. Mm-hmm. And rat bat. A, rat, rat bat. bat. It's huge. It's huge. But I was thinking of that, and I was like, ooh, that's pretty creepy. And then she's like, I've got to kill you. I was like, fuck. Ruin it. I'm going to go. This is, okay. Wait, so Maddie, that was a big nutty duke. (laughs) The biggest of nutty dukes. That was a a beef beef stew. Steamer? (laughs) It's a steamer. I got a beefer. (laughs) Big steamer. What about Stefan? Um, yeah, that was a duke. Ooh. Just wasn't okay. my subject matter. Yeah. I'm not the target audience for that sentence. <laughs> for that sentence. <laughs> you didn't, they wouldn't like do a test audience for those two sentences <laughs> before they got to you. They released yeah. that in February. CG's <laughs> <laughs> not totally there. Middle box office sentences. humor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, okay, this is, this is, I feel torn on this one because I feel like. This one is a, really is a case of so bad it's good. <laughs> like this one, this one is like that. This is like uh, what do you call it? Like uh, Leprechaun Two or whatever Three. Sure. Was yeah, yeah. Like I might actually go Spook just because it was so ridiculously bad. Do you mean like oh. Troll Two? Troll Two. That's what I mean. Yeah. Troll Two is an atrocious film, though. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Anyway, I'm the only spook, so. All right. Well, you just messed that up. <laughs> Damn. For, no. For my we reasons don't. were dookie, though. All right. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> That's like your opinion, dude. That's just like your opinion. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> All right. Next one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Okay, here's another short one. I'm the best hider in hide and seek. I was found only once, but never again. Damn. <laughs> uh, 
slight dude. from ima- imagination room. There's like definitely, definitely a lot of room for imagination for sure. <laughs> so, I'm still going dupe. I think I like Ooh. those better. It's minimal. It's got all the right pieces. I'm going spook. All right. I feel like it's. I feel like it's a. Yeah, the imagination plays on the imagination real good. All right, DSS. Yeah, full spook, full spook. Ooh. <laughs> this one's got a <laughs> yes, triple <sir>. SD. <laughs> All right, spooky or dookie? We got three more. Okay. Next one. Okay. I went to the psychologist for the voices in my head, and pre- he prescribed me some pills. The pills didn't stop the voices, but at least now I can see who they belong to. <laughs> uh, sl- yeah, spook. I go spook. I'm not amazed, but I'd say spook. Yeah. Because that would sound like kind of like it would be a cool movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm kind of there too. It'd be like it's a nice pitch. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a spook because seems like there's a lot more. Oh, and one correction. It did not say who they belonged to. It said what they belonged to. Maybe oh, that would give them nice more. creatures. <laughs> slight spook. Ooh, yeah. slight it wasn't spook. it wasn't an overwhelming spook, but it, it's, it's 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 something. Joey, uh, slight spook. Slight spook. Ooh, we got our first quadruple S, I think. Wow. But it was a slight quadruple. Sure. Quads. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Yeah. So, you know, that one was about a medium spook. Medium quad. <laughs> That's like an entry level spook. <laughs> That's how you get the young ones started. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> As her eyes rolled into the back of her head, she screamed, Don't answer the door. I awoke suddenly, heart pounding in my chest, and I realized it was the doorbell that had awoken me. Hmm. <laughs> I missed something. One more so time. there's a green. Yeah, one more time. I'd like, I'd like to hear it again, too. Okay. Okay, as her eyes rolled into the back of her head, she screamed, don't answer the door. I awoke suddenly, heart pounding in my chest, and I realized it was the doorbell that had awoken me. I like it. Spook. Spook. I'm spook. spook. I'm going going with Duke on that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, Premonition shit. What are your reasons (laughs) on that, Joey? Um... You know, she, I guess she's falling asleep. And so she's screaming in, in her dream to not open the door. And then I guess she wakes up with the doorbell ringing. Um, I mean, it, it, I feel like that one I, I could use a little more. You know, I think what it is, yeah. I think the guy, I think it's like somebody having a dream and they, they see a woman. And she's I, I thought it was a dude seeing a woman. Yeah, that's what dream. I interpreted. But. I mean, it's open-ended, so it could be anything. Yeah. It is only two sentences, so it's hard to... <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, this one's like right down the middle for me. I'm going to go <laughs> s- slight Duke, I guess. Right down the middle, the crack of your ass. Yeah, right <laughs> down the chode. Uh, so we got was... a Spook and a Duke so far. 
Spooking a dick. Well, how about uh, Stefan? Um, I'll give that one a spook. Spook. Okay. Man. Oh, I I'm going I'm going spook on it. Not full spook. <laughs> not slice spook, but just right there in the middle because I like premonition shit. So. Yeah. Right. It's it's like he thinks he's going to see that girl that rolled her eyes in the back of her head. She's going to be at the door, like a dead ghost of a girl. I think she's warning him. There's something worse behind the door. Yeah, like she's that's psychic. Like, like she's. she's uh, that's a good mm. one. I like that. I saw it as like the bing, girl bing. from the ring when her like eye goes up in the back of her head when she's being all fucking spooky and like the J horror one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you don't open that door. That's some fucked up shit, man. Leave that door closed. <laughs> but, maybe Leave the door closed. Maybe, but maybe you uh, ordered a pizza and forgot about it. And that's the pizza guy. And then you're going to be like, oh, shit, I'm hungry. Mm, so maybe it could be a dupe. But then pizza's awesome. So maybe it's a spook. <laughs> I don't know. I've been drinking. <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> I always get uh, a few Superhouse beers ready whenever we record. Oh, yeah. I'm rushing from work today. But I haven't bought quite a bit of uh, Mary Jane. <laughs> Mary Jane. Mary Jane Brady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnson. What is, what's the next one? We got one or two okay, more. Okay. We got the final one. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Damn, that one. Nice. Blanket to curl up in when you get them chills. <laughs> yes. Me and the guy standing behind me are ready. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hug from behind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I- I'll see if I can get through this out this one without being spooked myself. <laughs> well, <Ooh>. well. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. I got my pillow ready and I got my blankie. I'm closing my eyes just to fully envision this, just to hear the dulcet Pant- tones of Johnson. Pants are off. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh, is that what I'm doing? Okay. Ooh. All right, here we go. Final spooky or doogie. Okay. My hands and underarms grew clammy with fevered regret as I doubled over in the simple but cushy chair. Head down and fingers interlocked as though in prayer. Then the gray-haired bifocal man uttered the magic words that would grip my body and make it convulse wildly in a fit of rapture. You are not the father. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say it. I'm going to pull spook because I don't know what the fuck's going on. It sounds like some old man is going after some younger person. Can I I inform you what it is? Yeah. That's a a a joke. Wait, what? It's the Maury Povich show. You know, when yes, the... yes. Oh, I was gonna guess, but yeah. It's the... <laughs> I know the end. The I know the... that was really good. I know the end part of it is, um... but yeah, convulsed. That's great. But you, yeah. you said not the father, so it, it actually is the less scary version of the That's story. True. That yeah. is true. Yeah. That is true. yeah, but it's suspenseful as fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a successful. You feel the character. Happy ending for a horror movie. Yeah. Sure, sure. It's a roller coaster ride. That's, I'm gonna give it a spook. wordy, but yeah, full on spook. <laughs> it's a little long winded, but 
Well, guys, one, this one was a bit of a ruse, to be honest. A little bit of a ruse? <laughs> <laughs> Did you write that one? No, no. <laughs> this oh, one just happened I picked up what you were putting down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know in what the, this reference is. In the, set, in the second is. act. Yeah. You don't know Mori Povich when they're like, you are not the father, and then he starts dancing and shit? <laughs> it's a joke, joke round, Maddie. I've seen, the I've seen the show, but I don't know. I mean, but I Have you seen that particular segment of the show? No. <laughs> Yeah, so the so here's the setup. The 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 woman's <laughs> pregnant and the guy is 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 scared to death that it might be his kid because she's like, You're taking care of this kid. And sometimes oh, they do they do I, a I, 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 I get you I get what you're throwing down now. I get it. So it's <laughs> like, like I get it. But yeah. I did not see it that way. I saw something like super creepy. Oh nice. Like, yeah. That was not even like cause I thought we were this is spooker dude. This isn't like makeup. <laughs> This isn't like make up funny stories. I thought we were going to on spook here. I didn't make up funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of our segment. Make up funny stories. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a good one. It was nice. You know, you had to finish with that one. It was like we were so yeah. wound up, and it it right, broke the right. tension. Honestly, I'm not like not as spooked out anymore. See that that was the thing. Yeah, I didn't want anybody to go to bed and have nightmares. What a wild ride. <laughs> is this full spook across the board or what or does it even matter if it's a joke i it doesn't matter i exit out of that I mean, you, know you, you can rate this one whatever you want you can say lit you can say <laughs> <laughs> that one i give up that full... one was fire that's a fire, fire. that was fire <laughs> fire joey we haven't heard you about heard from you on this one about the I thought it was good. It was funny. You know, it was interesting, like you guys said. Um, but uh, I'm going to leave it out of the uh, the running. Yeah. Humorous story, Johnson. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So yeah. yeah, if you've ever seen Maury Povich, like, yeah, like Stefan was saying, I mean, those guys will be doing backflips and shit or like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Circus performer is not the father. <laughs> <laughs> and he's always like one of five guys. There's always like five guys it could be. <laughs> and sometimes they bring all five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that show was ridiculous. That was what Springer, <laughs> Springer was back in the day. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I saw that movie in the theater, man. The Jerry was Springer movie? Yeah, Ringleader or whatever. Was that the name? It was Ringmaster. Ringmaster. Oh. It was actually okay. I remember. I didn't hate it. I don't even know why. And anyway, that's a fucking whole other tangent. All right, we're done with that. Yeah, that concludes the second Spooker Duke. Spookier Dukey. Nice. Thank you, Johnson, for such a wonderful segment you brought into our <laughs> lives. Good shit. That's good shit. <laughs> well, did you plan on that actually being the fucking rating system? Because I think you said it like off the cuff, and it's become our official rating system now. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> totally. I was just like, hey, yeah, I found these two sentence stories. I was like, yeah, I'll just read some of these. Maybe some of them are good. But yeah, that you're right. You're just off the cuff. I'm like, uh, we can read it. Spooky dude. <laughs> It's so funny, though, man. Yeah. It works. It works, yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to head to the next segment that we are, at least for now, calling Full Horror Mode.
this is the same segment that we did last time for In the Mouth of Madness for the uh, repeat listener. Thanks again for always listening to us. Um, mm-hmm. I know we have at least a few. And um, we're doing this one on the movie Seven because guess what? I just saw it for the first time this week. Dang. What? <laughs> Congratulations. Classic <laughs> yeah. Andrew. Uh. What a fucking... Yeah, reason to celebrate, right? Um, <laughs> reason behind that, I guess you could say, is uh, I saw actually I saw bits and pieces when my parents rented it on VHS in '95 or '96. This is like right when it came out on video, I think, because I think they rented it. And uh, they, I remember my dad just kept saying, "It's going to rain in every scene in this movie." <laughs> that's like that's the true. main that's the, that's the main thing I remember it's like that's the only thing he can fucking comment on also makes me think my dad has not changed <laughs> in 20 fucking years like not at all because he would say the similar shit today um, so uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyway let's do the, let's, I, I have like a little uh, thing here uh, just to give you the rundown um, before we go totally into it we're going to go into the uh general one or two sentence thoughts we're going to go over the basic info of the movie conception pre-production production post-production reception some deeper diving segment theories and final statement we might have to skip parts of this see how long it'll take but borrowing from the maddie format everybody's general one or two sentence thoughts of seven go ahead maddie oh shit damn all right I mean, I, I remember seeing this, I think, uh, like getting it on VHS. My dad rented it, watched it, and I was like, this is fucked up. This is crazy. This guy's killing based on Seven Daily. This is, oh, and then that there's the one scene with the uh, the air fresheners in the room and the fucking skinny ass <laughs> dude. And like, I was like, this shit blew my fucking mind, dude. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is like, and you know, and I think I, ever since then, I've been like a fan of um, David Fincher. Um, just always interested in what he's doing, even if some of his movies haven't been that good. But I always find something I always like in all of his movies. I think visually he's a great director. Um, and uh, just uh, fuck, I mean, Seven's a fucking great movie, man. Like I just I just watched it recently and realized I hadn't seen it in a while. And I was like, why the fuck was this? Not like, why don't I have this on Blu-ray? Why don't I have like, is there a 4K version? Maybe I should go buy a 4K TV <laughs> just for seven. seven. Just for Seven because I fucking like forgot how good it was and like. Dude, I don't know, man. Morgan Freeman, fucking, oh, such a good fucking actor. I think sometimes you forget because he's in so much because he can be in some shit sometimes, and you're like, ah, Morgan Freeman's everywhere. But his right. character, Somerset, in this film is fucking great. It's one of my favorite Morgan Freeman performances. Yeah. And dare I say it, better than Shawshank? Yes, I will. I'll say it it's right here. It's a defining role. Bold statement. And wow. you know, I, I love the comparison between him and Brad Pitt. You got the young rookie dude coming into the like big city det- he's going to be a big city detective now and morgan freeman being like boy you don't know what you're getting into this is the city and i love it man. it's so good they work so well together um also just like uh you know not knowing much like i didn't really follow actors except like big ones like i knew who brad pitt was but i had no idea fucking who kevin spacey was when i watched this movie the for the first time but when that motherfucker shows up i was like oh shit he's john doe motherfuck I don't know. I just think it's a phenomenal movie. I just, uh, I just love it, man. It's so good. It's so dark. Shot so well. And I just got to throw a little shout out. The little fucking opening uh, music, Nine Inch Nails. 
when he says, you kept me closer to God, and then it goes into the movie. It's so fucking good, man. Oh, love it. Anyway, that's all I got to say until we move on. <laughs> Let's go with uh, Joey. Uh, I, I actually got to see it in the theater when it came out. Um, Damn! I know. Fuck like, yeah. You old as fuck. Just you, must been, you must have been 13 or 14, right? Uh, was that what, the 90s? Was that the 90s? 15, maybe? <laughs> what, what year did it come out? 95. 95. So I would have been... No, not 15, maybe... Nine. Joey just started college. 13, 14. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well. 13, 14. Okay. Uh, I think this is the first movie I ever really saw Brad Pitt in. Oh, damn. I ever saw Kevin, uh, Kevin Spacey in. Um, I'm pretty sure I'd probably seen some Morgan Freeman movies like Shawshank or something beforehand. Um, but yeah, I was definitely like, man, this movie is super like, uh, dark and, uh, fucked up. Um, you know, I didn't know anything about like directors and things at that point. So I didn't know it was like David Fincher, but as I got older, you know, I started to figure out like who he was. And, um, I, I think sevens is a masterpiece. I think it's definitely probably uh, his my favorite of Dave Fincher's, if not Fight Club. Around that, they they're neck and neck, I think. Um, and yeah, it's a great fucking movie. I'm glad you got to see it. Yeah, finally. Uh, if, if yeah, if there is ever a uh, 4K version of this film coming out, I shall own it. <laughs> wow, nice. Uh, let's go with uh, Johnson. Uh, yeah, uh, Maddie alluded to the scene with the air fresheners. Uh, uh, can I talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, there's a guy who's been, like, strapped to a bed for a year, and that scene just gave me fucking nightmares. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, yeah. like, trying to figure out how, the, how does that work? What? Yeah, oh, well, just that, you know, you think, oh, okay, it's just a body, then fucking... <laughs> starts coughing and convulsing and shit. It was just like, oh, God, this is the most fucked up shit I've ever seen up until that point. <laughs> I'm watching uh, it right now, and I'm at that scene, actually. Oh, wow. God. Uh. I love Matt Edith's quiet movie watchings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. i got to have something on in the background. Yeah. But, yeah, it's no. But yeah, no, it was an awesome movie. Uh, yeah, definitely one of his best for sure, if not the best. Um, yeah, like uh, like you said, Maddie the, had the Nine Inch Nails opening, which was great. And that whole movie kind of felt like it had the same art direction as a lot of Nine Inch Nails videos. Maybe it yeah. did. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, great movie. Really good. Cool, Stefan. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite, um, like, Brit, you know, crossover crime horror kind of films, you know, and it's like, it feels so real. And by the time you get to that twist ending, it's just like the train has left the station, man. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking ah. brutal. It's brutal yeah. and it's beautiful. And like, I think this was my first Fincher movie, probably for sure. Um, I remember I saw this before Fight Club, but Fight Club had just come out. And um, just the the atmosphere of the whole film, you know, like all the rain stuff when they're in the car and like, you know, it's Los Angeles, but it's like no Los Angeles you've ever seen. It's fucking Gotham City. Actually, mm -hmm. all right, uh, just to go out of turn here for a second, 
Uh, they never say the name of the city in the movie. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's it's ultimately Fincher wanted it to be nondescript like American that. city. Yeah, I think I knew it's, that actually. It's more than likely Los Angeles, but they never really say. It's it's actually left to be ambiguous. Uh, keep yeah. going. Well, 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 to my point, yeah, exactly. Like being able to like create such rich like dark crime atmosphere wherever it was filmed. You know, it's just so artful. I fucking love it. Right. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a fucking great movie. Uh, I'm sad I didn't see it earlier, but I'm glad I finally did see it. And I'm also kind of like I, a serial killer basing his kills on the seven deadly sins. It took up to 95 for someone to make that movie. I mean, it just <laughs> seems like such a fucking obvious thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just so perfect for a movie. Yeah. The right filmmaker had to come along. It's insane, man. Um, we're going to get into more uh well we're gonna of course get more into this movie as we go into the segment um but yeah that's basically my two my uh two cents there it's a fucking awesome movie but uh let's go more into it now um the log line of this movie is two detectives a rookie and a veteran haunt a serial killer who uses the seven deadly sins as his motives uh, the basic outline for Seven is it's a 1995 American neo-noir crime thriller film directed by David Fincher and written by Andrew Kevin Walker. It stars Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow, John C. McGinley, Arlie Ermey, and Kevin Spacey, who I did not know was going to be in that fucking movie till he showed up. They, um, don't give him, they don't give Kevin Spacey a credit until the very end of the movie. I, yeah, I, I looked like into the this. movie ends. It says with Kevin Spacey, and I was like, "Oh God, fucking genius!" Like intro titles and then fucking end titles. By the way, like they, okay. yeah, he he wasn't in any trailers. It was supposed to be a total uh, surprise to everybody, and he was uh, a kind of a star at the time because he was in. He would uh, the usual suspects had just come out, and uh, yeah, the studio wanted to use more of him. They wanted to use him as a promotional, uh, you know, uh, item, Cheer. but uh, they, they couldn't do it. So, because Fincher got his finally got his way with that. Uh, it I tells mean, a story. I, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think like during that time, because I like I did, I hadn't seen um, Usual Suspects or anything. Like I wasn't. I mean, I'd seen Kevin Spacey and stuff before, but I think for like the normal moviegoer, it probably wouldn't have hit home. You know, right, like right, I think right. if you were like out in Hollywood and like around that time i think you'd be like oh it's kevin spacey in it oh i wonder who he is but i think for like a normal moviegoer in a smaller town it was the david fincher had the best ideas to keep him like away from the spotlight you know that's so, great right yeah i mean you can't do that today man it's yeah 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 there's only certain things you can get away with and i think seven did it great with kevin spacey and then the other movie i would say did promotional just as well as seven would be the first blair blair witch project Right. Because, I mean, there were moments where you're like, this shit might be real. Let me get on the internet. It's like <laughs> you, you could get on the internet and kind of research stuff, but like you couldn't really find if it was true or not because no one knew. You can't do that today. You know, I mean, I right. guess the newest Blair Witch movie did keep it a secret because they titled it The Woods and then it came out that it was Blair Witch. So you're like, oh, okay, what am I getting into? But some great promotional material. Can't do it anymore. It's sad. I'd love for more things to be secret and surprise me, but. Andrew, continue. I'm sorry I interrupted. No, no problem. Yeah, actually, yes. Anybody is actually encouraged to interrupt me. Uh, otherwise, uh, it's just me reading question. shit. Yeah. Was this a pre or post K-Pax, Kevin's face? <laughs> <laughs> this is a pre K-Pax there, Johnson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
Wow, dude, that was hilarious. All right. <laughs> it would change everything. <laughs> it really was like a landmark event in his career. <laughs> K-Pax. Matt Johnson's like, nah, I don't know. K-Pax is the highlight of Kevin Spacey's career. Thank you. Sure. Signs off. Fucking K-Pax. Oh my god! I actually don't hate that movie as much as everybody seems. To I've never even it. seen it, but you just keep talking about. It. You tell you've talked about it <laughs> multiple times because you think it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right. Jonathan's secret favorite movie. He watches it every night before bed. Yeah. Oh my god. Bags, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> that should be a new segment: Superhouse Secrets. <laughs> Oh man, it's almost bold statements. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah, right. it's like a confessional type of thing. Yeah, basically, yeah. it's not an aggressive type of thing. We, okay. we should do that. We should do that at the end of Superhouse. Be like Maddie's confessions. I secretly love blah whatever. Right. <laughs> Some eerie music. I'm down. Yeah. Continue, Andrew. We're talking about this fucking yeah. great ass movie called Seven. All right. It tells a story of David Mills, which is Brad Pitt, a detective who partners with the retiring William Somerset, Morgan Freeman, to track down a serial killer, Spacey, who uses the seven deadly sins in his murders. Again, I can't believe a mother that was the first fucking time. I know 95 was 20 years ago, a long time for you fucking millennial motherfuckers out there. But still, it's amazing that it took that long. All right. We're out of the basic info section, moving on into conception of the movie Seven. The screenplay was influenced by the time Walker, the screenwriter, spent in New York City trying to make it as a writer. The primary influence for the film screenplay, he said, I didn't like my time in New York, but it's true that if I hadn't lived there, I probably wouldn't have written Seven. He envisioned William Hurt as Somerset and named the character after his favorite author, W. Somerset, Mogum? Mom? Ma'am. All right, somebody's going to correct me on that. <laughs> it's M-A-U-G-H-A-M. Keep trying. Keep, keep trying. Yeah, I'm done. Three I was times. enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the, the screenplay came from the mind of a record store employee, as somebody else writes. The, uh, he was a graduate of Penn State's film program several years later. He was no closer to achieving his goal of working in the industry, making ends meet at, at a New York City Tower Records store. Walker was so depressed that he wrote a bleak and oppressive script about the hunt for a killer who uses the seven deadly sins as inspiration for his crimes. All right, so that's the end of the conception part. Moving into pre-production. During pre-production, Al Pacino was considered for the Somerset role, but he decided to do City Hall instead. Denzel Washington and Sylvester Stallone turned down the role of Mills. Washington later regretted turning down the role. Um, David Fincher only had the experience of directing Alien 3 at this time, uh, which was ultimately kind of a failure. Uh, So he knew he wasn't going to get many more chances to impress anybody, so he chose the seven script because of its unconventional approach to the genre, particularly the finale, which oh, featured yeah. Brad Pitt's detective character finding that the killer John Doe, John Doe had beheaded his wife and stuffed her cranium, is what it says, her head into a box. Yeah. Uh, I do, I I'm just a famous line. This is a, yeah, we, we could go on about the scene, but go, go ahead, uh, Manny. in the box? Oh, I just want to say, like, I rewatched this movie 
And as much as people make fun of that scene, that's a fucking like great turn in a fucking movie. When yeah. Morgan Freeman turns, or he's like, when he does that reaction, that ugh, just that little noise he makes, because it mm. doesn't sound like a Morgan Freeman noise. It's like a higher like pitch. Gun, David. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, like the gun. yeah. And when he's like, uh, <laughs> when he's like, uh, John Doe has the upper hand. And it's like, what the fuck? What what's in the box? You know? And like when Brad Pitt yeah. says it, it's he just went. like, it's so good. Stefan, shut up. I will never. I will never. And it's All just right. like uh, I don't know. I just think that scene is fucking incredible. And like it is. I wasn't saying it wasn't, that. but that's um, a lot of people know. Let me say my piece of that line. Let me Wait. say my piece. Wait, continue, right. man. Shut up, Seven. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead, Seven. <laughs> I was just saying I wasn't making fun of that scene. I just think it's this movie is particularly famous because a lot of people know it from the line "What's in the box?" You know. Yeah, and you know, I knew about that line going in. All over me. I knew about the line going into this movie, and when it finally got to that scene, it kind of felt a little underwhelming to me because everybody, I thought it was going to cut to like a close-up of Brad Pitt going, what's in the box? But he damn near says it off screen. Yeah. I mean, it's they really don't even focus on it. It's just his, his delivery is sort of weird, and really one, he says it twice, I think. I don't think, not even three times, I, I'm pretty sure, because I was really focusing on this scene. And he says, says it kind of normally at first. And then he says, what's in the box like that? <laughs> and I just thought there was going to be more, but it's Fincher and it's a real movie and that's not going to happen. But it's the fact that all the people talking about it 20 years after, that's what people focus on. So it kind of skewed my perspective going in. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean that's the same reason like when I watch like anything that's referenced in like a comedy show. Yeah. Or something like it's just like, oh well, that didn't have the same fucking resonance it should have had because right. there's so many jokes about it. That's exactly what I went through, yeah. So but I just hate because like everyone has that conception when they go into this movie. So I feel like it's kind of laughable when you get to that scene. So when I was rewatching it several years later now, I was like, Man, I wonder if it's just gonna like totally overpower that scene. And I was watching, I was like, I am as enthralled as I was the first time I saw that scene. I was like, thank God, David Fincher, you done did it. You done did it, boy. Okay. Uh, the ending of the screenplay, we're continuing with this head in the box thing. Uh, the, it was originally part of an earlier draft that New Line had rejected, instead opting for an ending that involved more traditional elements of a detective thriller film with more action-oriented elements uh this i i got this backed up from a few other sources yeah they they really did not like that at first and the and uh they sent fincher the script version with the head in the box apparently by accident nice. <laughs> uh that it was an earlier drift they didn't even want him to read uh but he got that and that's the one that of course that he wanted to do and then let's see fincher didn't even read the script for a year and a half it says because of his bad experience, or let's say it, it says frustrating experience making Alien 3. He liked it because he said it was, quote unquote, a meditation on evil rather than a, quote, police procedural. Mm. That's a cool That's way to great. put it. So that ends pre-production. Let's go on into production. Um, actually, in, 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 in the Mouth of Madness in the last one, I couldn't find much on production for that one. And I said that in the previous episode. But... For this one, I found quite a few uh, interesting things. When they finally started shooting the film, this is uh, some of the tidbits I found. Principal photography took place in Los Angeles, 
with the last scene filmed in Lancaster. Budget was $33 million. Fincher approached making Seven like a, quote, tiny genre movie, the kind of movie Friedkin might have made after e The Exorcist. He worked with cinematographer Darius Con Congi and adopted a simple approach to the camera work, which was influenced by the, by the show Cops. It says, quote, how the camera is in the backseat peering over people's shoulder. That seems to be kind of the thing they were going for. Fincher allowed Walker on the set of the film. That's the Walker again is the screenwriter uh, while filming on the set for rewrites. And they did have to do a few rewrites, which we'll get into in a few minutes for very practical reasons. Director said uh, seven is the first time I got to carry through certain things about the camera and about what movies are or can be. Um, all right. Interesting. One of the things they had to rewrite about was um, during the scene when Pitt's character is chasing the killer through uh, through the rain and walking over all those cars. Brad Pitt actually slipped and he threw his arm went through one of the windshields. Really? Jesus. He had a severed tendon and went oh. so it went to the bone. Oh, fuck. So they had to rewrite the script so that he would need a cast. Nice but the thing that. is. That cast was for the actual uh, thing, uh, for the actual uh, severed tendon that he had, not for, uh, was it from a fight or a bullet or something? They, they explained it in some way. It's when he, he climbs down the fire escape, he falls. Yeah. Um, when he's going after John Doe, he falls and lands on like one of those like outside market things. Okay. And, like, and I assume he just breaks his arm is what I always thought at that mm -hmm. moment. Because nope. John Doe yeah. later on hits him in the head with that tire iron. Yeah. I'm glad you remember that because I couldn't remember exactly what it was. And uh, they don't. I don't think that the the shot of him uh, of his arm going through the windshield is actually in the movie, but there is a take of that somewhere. Yeah, it might be on the special features or something. But uh, yeah, so that was one of the. They had to rewrite that shit on the spot, basically. So moving on into what we talked about with Kevin Spacey, Fincher hired Kevin Spacey to portray the killer John Doe. Spacey thought it would be more interesting to keep his involvement a secret, figuring that if he were to be billed, then it would be obvious who the mysterious antagonist was. So it's actually Spacey's idea. That's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. And uh, he really wanted to do this film. He said, quote, I was either going to be on a plane to shoot the movie or I wasn't, end quote. And then the article finishes, he got his wish, of course. And I was again. I was pretty. Uh, I was pretty ex excited to see him there. And it took me a while actually, because I, I mean, not to be like everybody gains some weight as they get older, but he's like at least 10, 15 pounds thinner mm -hmm. in '95. Oh, so yeah. it it took me a while, like not a while, but it took me like a few moments to realize. Oh, f well, also it's the way he talks too. Spacey has a certain way he talks. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I didn't notice like, like right on first, first, like the first second, I didn't know that it was spacey, but a little bit after anyway. All right. And then another, uh, some other, uh, facts about the, uh, production. Um, originally the end scene took place underneath the giant power lines. John Doe had selected this location because it would mess with communication between the two men on the ground and the helicopter. The truth of the matter is even funnier. It says, once they got out to shoot the scene, Fincher and his crew found that communications really were messing up. <laughs> <laughs> and the actors had to be cued by, by uh, cell phone for many of the takes. Nice. So that shit actually was actually real. Um, it was pretty cool. 
And then it says, despite extended examinations of tortured, bloated, or insect-infested corpses, virtually all of the actual bloodletting in Seven takes place before the detectives arrive on the scene. The film's lone on-camera murder happens only when Mills kills Doe for murdering his wife. That's amazing. Yeah. Everything else is after the fact. Yeah, I love it. Andrew, do you know, uh, do you have in there what the original, like who was supposed to shoot John Doe? We're, we're going to get into that. That's okay, a cool. good um, little preview. Uh, I have a little theories section here. Oh, cool. yeah. I want to talk about that because I always, well, we'll just talk about it later. But Okay. But not, not much further until then. We're almost there. The, the head in the box stuff takes up a lot of, like a lot of uh, theories and stuff like that. But now we're done with production. We're going to go into post-production the head-in-the-box ending continued to worry the studio after filming was completed. After the first cut of the film was shown to the studio, they attempted to mitigate the bleakness of the ending by replacing Mill's wife's head with that of a dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he has the two, the three dogs that he calls his children. Right, right, exactly. Or by not having Mill's fire on John Doe. However, both Fincher and Pitt continued to fight for the original ending. The final scenes of Mills being taken away in Somerset's quote from Ernest Hemingway were filmed by Fincher after initial filming was completed as a way to placate the studio. The original intention was for the film to suddenly end after Mills shot John Doe. Got chills. <laughs> That'd be amazing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a little bit more on this, I think. After a bad experience where studio heads intervened on Legends of the Fall, Pitt was determined to make sure Seven didn't suffer the same fate. When he signed on to the film, he insisted that the original head-in-the-box ending stayed intact. New Line agreed, but after testing the film, Pitt found himself having to put his foot down again. Get him, Brad. Get him. Yeah, good on Brad Pitt on that one, man, right? And there's a lot of uh, stuff we got from the commentary, too. Uh, I will be putting my uh, sources in the uh, comment section for this uh, episode, by the way. But anyway, so Fincher explains on Seven's DVD commentary that he had planned to cut to black after the Mills after Mills shoots John Doe in the head. Then he wanted a few moments of darkness and silence in the cinemas before the credits rolled so that it could sink in. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately, preview screenings saw this plan. It says scuppered. I don't, that's a, a stupid word. Anyway, the plans got fucked up because the lights immediately came on when the film ended probably because it was a test screening and the uh, I'm, I'm guessing here, but maybe the credits weren't even on the film yet. Yeah. So it's, it lessened the effect and the sudden brutal assassination of John Doe. It, it didn't help that the viewers were immediately handed comment cards right after as well. Fincher caved into studio prefer, uh, pressure, even though Fincher Pitt or Freeman didn't want to add this part, but they, they, it seemed like it was kind of a compromise to just add that Hemingway quote at the end so it just wouldn't be so abrupt. But, you know, when I watched it, I did think it was a little bit, still a little bit abrupt because it it goes into that quote and then it just straight up ends. So he's, yeah, I mean, it was a compromise, but at least it wasn't uh, a total loss for what Fincher wanted. That ends the uh, post-production part. Uh, reception, the box office, uh, sept uh, seven opened in theaters on September 22nd, 1995. It was the same weekend that Paul Verhoeven's Showgirls came out. <laughs> uh, 
It grossed $13.9 million on opening weekend and then went on to gross $100 million in North America and $227 million for the rest of the world. It was a total of $327 million, making Seven the seventh highest grossing film of 95. <laughs> it was four weeks at the top spot in the box office. The writer, Walker, did not earn another credit for, uh, for writing for another four years. He did, however, write several unaccredited rewrites on the game and also event horizon there's a there's a bit of about um since they don't show what's in the box there was a lot of people saying that they had fucking seen what was in the box and even fincher got into an argument with uh one of the fans or or with somebody that had seen the movie saying they saw they swear they saw what was in the box and it there i think there's uh theories to this day as to what was in the box because they don't really show it but my personal, uh, my personal opinion is that it, it, it's the simplest answer. It was her head. What else would drive uh, Somerset to, uh, to say all that? Of course, Brad Pitt never actually sees what's in the box, but it's still, I think that's pr- probably what it is. Uh, before we get into theories, though, and Matty, I want you to go first in that section, but uh, um, Brad Pitt said about Seven, quote, to me, this is the closest I've been to a perfect film. Can we end on that? I think that was on the uh, the commentary track. If you watch the special features, and then uh, David Fincher comes back at him immediately. What about Fight Club? <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, we're out of post production. Let's go into theories. Uh, Matty, uh, what was the theory you wanted to get into? Oh well, I just wanted to talk about the original. Like one of the endings has a uh, Somerset killing John Doe, which. Um, they show like this, the uh, like uh, the storyboards to kind of show how that would work, which is very very similar to when Mills kills John Doe. And I always thought that'd be a really cool ending because Somerset says early in the film that he's never shot his gun before in all his time. Right, right, he's right, right, right. it, but he's never shot it. So what would make Somerset shoot someone except to save like because now like Mills has lost his fuck. Like who knows what happened to his fucking dogs? Because what do dogs do when an intruder's in the house? They fucking bark like a motherfucker. I mean. You know, that's what they do. So he probably killed them. He's killed his wife. He's cut off her head, put it in a box. And right. it's like, dude, this guy, like, I mean, he wants his revenge. But I, I just kind of like, I thought like, because Somerset is so cool throughout the most of the film, you know, like he definitely like at that moment, he's kind of losing it. He's not Somerset when he's, you know, trying to talk uh, Mills out of killing him because it's what he wants. It'll be the, the final two, um, you know, wrath will be him. And I was like, but that, like, if John Doe knows that uh, Somerset is going to kill him, then he doesn't complete his kills. Right. You know, he doesn't complete the seven deadly sins, which I always thought would have been so, like, to see that look on his face when he recognizes that Somerset is going to kill him. And he's like, fuck, I didn't even get to accomplish because John Doe seems so smart and so sure of himself that he's going to get this out of Mills, which obviously it's, it's, it's Mills' character. Like, when he kicks in the door and... Somerset's like, don't kick in the door. We don't know how to explain it, blah, blah, blah. But he's such a hothead. He's like, oh, God. You know, it's right, like right, something right. he would do. But I would I maybe have liked to have seen a character change in Mills. Like he just doesn't know how to react to losing someone he cares so much about. There's that scene where they're laying in bed, and he's like, I love you so much. He says it, like, I think, like once or twice. And then Gwyneth Paltrow's like, I know. You know, like, you know, and that's such a good scene and stuff. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I think if I knew that my wife had been murdered, I don't think, you know, I'd want to kill someone, but would I, I don't know. Would I be so distraught that I couldn't? Ah, 
I don't know. I just thought it would have been a really cool ending if Summer said the only time he shot his gun was to get himself in trouble and maybe end his like retirement career, go into like a bunch of legal trouble just to save this guy that he probably doesn't even like that much. He sees a little bit of himself in, but you know, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool. I like that, that, that they thought about it, that the storyboards were drawn up. I would have loved to have seen a shot and then changed just to see like what the difference would have been like with the feeling towards the end of it. But I don't know, man. I, I always thought it would have been cool to see Somerset shoot John Doe just to, so John Doe wouldn't have completed his killings. But don't you think that would might have uh, lessened the impact of that final scene, though? I mean, not for me, because, I mean, I would not expect Somerset to do that. It would have been just like the head in the box. It would have been like, you get this one complete turn, like this one, like, you're like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. And then one more. You right. Know? But that's only after seeing seven. I don't know if I would have liked it if it would have been shot that way for my first viewing. Right. You know, somebody so, I, I don't uh, know. Oh, so, somebody no, I work. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Somebody I work with said that they would have shot uh, John Doe as well. And I uh, don't know. I mean, of course, you're like really uh, emotional in that, in that kind of circumstances, but I kind of feel like. I mean, they set up that guy to be really impulsive anyway, so it makes perfect sense for his character. But if it were me, I w- it would have been like, well, my wife is dead, and I'm going to go to jail if I shoot this guy. So, you know what I mean? I'm, maybe that's yeah. too uh, uh, cool-headed of a thinking for this type of thing. But uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I just I, I can see why they chose that, and that makes sense for that character in the movie. And also, it's kind of a darker ending, which is you know, more Fincher. But... Uh, that's that's just not the decision I would have made in that particular circumstance. Yeah, I, I definitely like the thinking behind having Somerset. Like someone thought it and they drew out the storyboards because I feel like my thinking on it is probably very close to maybe like Andrew Kevin Walker or Fincher. Like, what right. if we did this? Wouldn't this be cool? And then it's like, you know, ultimately they decided on this and that's cool. I just I always thought it would have been cool to see Somerset do something that's so out of character for him. It's interesting in the end too, whenever he sees the head and he's like uh, horrified for a half second and then he knows exactly what's going on. Like it's his detective work and everything. Like he, in a split second, he knows that the guy has the upper hand. He has like this really quick thinking, I feel like. You know what I mean? mean, He he knows the whole game at that point. Well, that's why like I would have liked for him to shoot him because... He says, if he says to Mills, if you do this, he he wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if Somerset shoots him, he doesn't win, which was always like because John Doe is so smart. And like ultimately, when you're tracking a killer, I mean, depending on like how you watch a movie, maybe you wanted John Doe to like have Brad Pitt become wrath and you were like, yes, he won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what he wanted. But like, I feel like most of the time you're, I mean, you're following Somerset and Mills, so you want them to catch him. He's doing these horrific things to people but he does say like these are some fucking atrocious people he's done this to right like they definitely fit the sin but i think just for i I just thought it would have been cool to see somerset or morgan freeman's character do it just to be like well i got the upper hand buddy because i'm morgan fucking freeman (laughs) (laughs) all right anybody else got any uh thing on this before Uh, we uh, go just uh, real quick at the end there is a frame of gwyneth paltrow's face i think it's like a just a picture or something uh, like her smiling, it might be a, might be maybe two or three frames, but there is like a little quick little, you know, blip right there when he's like, you know, what's in the box, and 
they open the box and you kind of see it. It happens real fast. So I think a lot of people probably did think that they saw her head in the box, but except it was just like her face smiling. Okay. Uh, so he did like the penis thing in Fight Club, <laughs> just with Gwyneth exactly. Paltrow. Exactly. Oh shit! Really? Exactly. Okay, that's interesting. So if you watch the end when he opens the box, it's like it happens like real quick. Damn, oh, cool. that's amazing. I'm watching it right now. I can't wait to see that. I'm gonna look for it. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, there are some theories and I'm not going to go super into these. I don't really want to focus on these too much unless you guys have a bunch to say about it, but I personally don't have that much, but just to address them and move on. Um, there's some people online that think that Somerset is really the mastermind of serial killer and not John Doe (laughs) or Somerset is just selling info to John Doe. Uh, I, I'm just going to speak on this real quick. I think it's bullshit. I think Somerset has a code. And any good character has a code in their movie. And at no point do you think, um, I don't know. I had like no point if I watched this movie and like, like watching it right now, like do I ever think Somerset is just like, he's so fucking beat down by the fucking city. He wants to fuck over this new cop that he just met, even though they don't get along. Cause there's like some genuine, like good acting on Freeman's part of him being like, as they figure stuff out. And there's, I don't think there's any inclination that he would, know any of this and i think like i read this reddit post and all the stuff this guy's pointing to is just like you know like i you can like i don't think this person when they watch a movie know that like actors read each other and sometimes you just react with your face and you don't have to say it yes on on the and you don't have to use it as a line of dialogue that you can just see this shit happening so like one freeman because like the one part is is like when he goes oh she didn't know oh he didn't know she was pregnant and then, like, right before he gets ready to say it, Freeman f- fucking slaps the shit out of him, you know? You know? And so right. it's like, you know, he, because she did tell Freeman this, and then and then someone's like, well, why wouldn't you plead for the life of your baby if someone's trying to murder you? It's like, yeah, you're trying to empathize with someone who has no empathy, but you're going to try everything in the book to not be murdered. You know, like, I'm sure she fought. I'm sure she did a lot of stuff. She probably fucked him up a little bit. You know, who knows what she did? We didn't, We don't get to see what happened to her, you know? But, like, the whole theory that Morgan Freeman's character is in on is so fucking, like, it's like, someone's reading into that shit. It's like, man, you watch this movie, like, ten times straight. Yeah, yeah. What if? That's drunk right now. What if he was the murderer? What if it was his plan? That's just some motherfucker that really loves this movie and has seen it a thousand times and is, like, reading into shit way too much. I don't, yeah, I don't buy it either. I don't buy any of those theories at all. But just to go back and say something, that would be a pretty f- cool fucking movie, not for Seven, but someone else to write. Right. Following a killer, and then it's like a detective. I'm sure it's been made before. But, you know, cool idea, guy, but not this fucking movie. Yeah. Not yeah. in my opinion, anyway. They made all the right decisions. Although that one, like not having the Hemingway quote and just ending like real fast, like that would have been amazing, too. Um, other than that, pretty much everything was done right. Um, all right. There's one other theory you forgot, Bush. Oh, what is that, Johnson? And I think it's the one that's going to blow the lid. Oh, shit. (laughs) I can't wait to hear this. (laughs) No, but seriously, you can look online. There's actually people who try to connect (laughs) 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 K-Packs. K-Packs is John Doe. (laughs) Is that real, though? Seriously? Yeah, no, you can find it online. I mean, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Johnson's been quiet this entire time, just pushing <laughs> seven key 
Kfax. Johnson, I'm going to yeah. buy you a Blu-ray of Kfax if you don't already have it, man. <laughs> Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Yeah, but instead of him, apparently instead of him, uh, it should it's supposed to be like a prequel. Like, uh, <laughs> like you know, instead of him disappearing on a ray of light, he just, I mean, because he's crazy. People think he's crazy, but he might not be crazy. He might be like actually an extraterrestrial, but if he is just straight up crazy... <laughs> People think like he just escaped and then went to whatever city that was and started killing people. <laughs> oh my god, I want to read that, but that's just that's like a joke theory, basically, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, someone's writing that fanfic right now. There's probably oh like my a god, thousand-page novel on how they tie in together. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> that was hilarious. <laughs> All right, I only have two more sections here. Uh, we have a little deeper diving section and then a final statement section. Um, but all right, so first one's up. Um, I saw this one guy ask this thing online. Uh, again, I'm going to uh, reference everything. I'm going to source everything uh, in the comments or in the episode description. But anyway, um, I thought this as well when I was watching it. Uh, this guy asked, isn't John Doe's plan incomplete? Um because how does he actually win in the situation? In the end, uh, the victim of envy is Mills's wife, even though the perpetrator is Doe himself. And okay. uh, uh, one second. And then the wrath victim is Doe. Now with Mills embodying the sin of wrath and suffering the consequences. But the thing is, wrath uh, being Mills doesn't die he doesn't kill brad pitt and more than likely brad brad pitt probably would not get the fucking um capital punishment or whatever for this so uh i thought that was pretty interesting did you have something to say about this maddie oh i just like he explains like all that that he is in because he wants the life and the normal life and all that bullshit and then he wants Brad Pitt to become wrath. But he also, John Doe has shown mercy. He's given people options. Like when the girl, like when he cuts off her nose, he gives her the pills or a phone. Right, right, right. Call. She could have saved herself. He gives people options. He right. gave Mills an option. It's not un, it's not uncharacteristic of him. He also he also uses someone else to fuck the prostitute with the uh, dildo on, which I mean, that's like what what, what is that what is that person? You know, to the grand scheme two, of things, two women at work were telling me they just they have to skip that scene. It, it's so it's crazy because they don't even like they don't show the body, like they do show it, but it's blocked by someone's like head or body, and you do see a lot of blood, but you don't see like the like I mean, there's not mutilated fucking corpse there. Um, you don't right. see the thing actually on him. You just see a picture of the device, like a Polaroid. A Polaroid, and that was yeah. enough. Fincher established in showing a little bit of a crime scene and a fucking photo, and this guy crying and like just being like, oh, "He made me, you know, just like losing his fucking shit." And yeah, that was yeah. enough. To, I mean, it's an uncomfortable scene to watch, and you don't even see anything like super gruesome because your imagination is ten times fucking worse than anything he could have shot. Right. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's genius. It's like, um, it's like Funny Games when they shot in Funny Games when it pans over to the side and you. And if, uh, there's all this murder and like fucking chaos happening, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then he pans back, and there's like fucking blood everywhere, and it's like it's like Timothy Roth has like a broken arm at this point, or the U.S. Funny Games. It's shot for shot the same as the German one, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's just like I mean, my imagination's ten times worse than anything that any director could show me. You know? 
Yeah. I'm sure there are some directors that could push it and I'd be like, holy fuck, dude, my mind didn't even go there. But in general, <laughs> like, you know, a US American movie that's going to be in the theater, like you can't show that. You could not show that, you know? Um, so I think it's, it's fucking genius scene, man. It's, ah, dude. Just imagine what Fincher could have done with Alien 3 if they just let him fucking do it, you know? <laughs> like, his second film, Seven, is like, fucking blew it out of the water. Right, I know, yeah, right out of the fucking gate. Uh, well, second one out of the gate, I guess. <laughs> um, but but this is more about, um, whenever you first start watching this movie, uh, it feels like he's trying to kill them because of their sins. But it's, I mean, it's not like... It's a little bit deeper than that, I think, because I don't think he ever really intended to kill Brad Pitt in this, right? He's bringing, he he's bringing uh, the word they're using online here is uh, admonition. He's he wants to bring um, light to the sin. He wants it to be noticed. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it he's killing these sinners in his eyes to bring about notice on them and the sin. And he does say that he wanted it to be puzzled over it and studied mm-hmm. in the movie. So even though Brad Pitt doesn't die, he still embodies wrath. And in the end, it still goes along with his master plan. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's a very interesting thing because he's like the serial killer, but he was killing people just to get noticed ultimately or not bring notice to the sin. But if he could do the same thing without killing someone, then he would do that as well. It's, it's fucking like, it's pretty interesting how, how this all uh, works out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the, like, I mean, he says it, they, they would not have caught him. They got a lucky break when they do like the, they go against the, that you know they they do the shady police work you know like they right 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 you know something that people didn't know about but we all know that the fucking government does it now you right. know that tracks everything and like that wasn't a thing and then like you know i mean i don't know i just to me it's like it all makes sense like when that movie ends i'm just like god that's a nice wrapped up nice little package of a fucking movie i don't need a sequel i don't want a prequel i don't need anything else right you know like i i would much rather form my own story of what happens to brad pitt's character you know right you know, does he get off uh, because he's a cop? Uh, who knows? You know, I mean, my 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 theory the, is the, it, the realistic thing is that he would serve some time, but him being a cop plus the fact that he killed a known serial killer, his shit would be lightened as fuck. But yeah, I would say it probably like five to at least ten years in prison though. But I mean, like, I, I feel like the the harshest like thing that Mills would have to deal with, like, uh, obviously losing his wife and whatever else happens in his apartment. But then, like, after you get past that, then the fact that you gave the serial this mass this mur- the serial killer exactly what he wanted, like, how much would that fucking weigh on you? Right. Yeah, you know, I know. Like, you could have stopped him. You could have made John Doe go fucking insane in a prison cell because you're like, no, man, you like you're I'm fucked up. You fucked me up for life, but I'm not going to do this to you. It's crazy, man. I just like it's a great story. Great script, solid script. You know, the villain wins, even though he dies. You know, it's insane. Yeah, it's what it's he wanted. crazy. It's great. Yeah, it's fucking it's great. It's like it's also <laughs> I'm looking back on this. It's only a second film, but it was like perfect for Fincher. It was just because he's, he's usually kind of a dark dude. Yeah, I mean, pretty much all the time. 
I mean, honestly, I wish he would get back to this kind of like nineties kind of like, you know, fight club and this, this darker, grittier stuff. Right. So, I mean, I think he got there a little bit with a girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Um, Cause I do enjoy that movie. Like do not enjoy the rape scene. That's shit's like, it's, ugh. it's like, why do you got to write that shit, man? Like it's not necessary. Right. But, um, I definitely think that had a lot of like, it, it reminded me a lot. Like when I saw that movie, I was like, man, I like this movie, even though I think a lot of people, I think it got good reviews, but people were like, why do we have this when we have the Swedish versions and blah, 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 you know? But I remember it having like a darker feel to it, but like that kind of like glossy, it's kind of like a dark and gritty, but like kind of pretty and like pristine too, like what he did with like Gone Girl. And, right. uh, you know, like I'd pretty, uh, I guess Panic Room's kind of up there too with that kind of gritty stuff too, but. And the game's kind of gritty. Man, David Fincher makes some good fucking movies, man. Even if they are not that great. They're like, they look fucking good. I'd seen all of them except for the game, too, man. I have I saw Panic Room in the theater, Fight Club in the theater, all, all these fucking movies. Alien 3, for some reason I had never seen 7. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Last thing on this particular part. Um, I think this guy wrote it pretty well. Um, he said, however, Doe's plan involves seven victims representing each sin but not necessarily performing them or dying for them. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's kind of complicated in that way, but I, it, I think it ultimately makes sense. Well, um, I mean like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, I'm, I, that's it. Go ahead. I'm just saying like uh, John Doe is the perfect killer. He has no motive. There's no, like none of the victims tie into one another. He switches up the game halfway through. Right. You know, like he does allow someone to try to save themselves. Right. Which could ultimately, like, because she probably saw him, you know, but he knew she was like, so, you know, like, she's like, she couldn't live like that. And he exploited that. And, you know, that's, uh, I mean, f- fucked up when you think about it. Like, you could have saved yourself and left, lived a life. I mean, I mean, just because your nose is cut off doesn't mean you can't have plastic surgery. You wouldn't right. have been a supermodel. But, like, I mean, there's someone out there for all of us, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so uh, you know, I mean, it would it have been that bad of a life, uh, you know? But uh, yeah, he's like great. Like watching like Fincher's new produced series slash he directed some episodes, Mindhunter. Like it, like after you watch that, you kind of go back and watch Seven, and you're just like, oh shit, this guy is like. When you hear these killer stories in Mindhunter, you're like, all right, I get it. Uh, like you kind of get into the psyche of who John Doe was, and like, you know, right. So, um, kind of eye opening to like you know, what makes a really good, if you're going to be a serial killer, watch seven, watch Mindhunter. And you can pretty much figure out what not to do. You know, like I have no emotions. Serial uh, killer advice from Maddie. I mean, whoa. Oh God. Can we, let's delete this. Oh wait, the government already fucking knows, man. They got my number. Oh no, man. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, that's what, I mean, I don't know. Johnson, you've thought about this shit before. I know you. You're dark. Oh, yeah, uh, all cash, drive around in a cheap car you bought for cash, drive to other states, kill bums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, Johnson's definitely thought about this. <laughs> Johnny Cash did. All cash. <laughs> I just wanted to say what Stefan was saying earlier about the setting and like how he saw LA in this. Um, I always saw it as like New York or something just because it rained all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I always thought that was interesting. Oh, that they shot it there. Yeah. And that they, that they were able to transform it into like a different type of place. Oh, that's cool. Like I just never got that feeling. I thought you just watched it like, Oh, that looks like LA. Like that feels like LA to me. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. 
it's weird right because the 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 first scenes with all the taxi cabs especially too it feels like new york then they take this drive out to the desert yeah it's like what well what fucking city is this you know i just i was like oh man that's cool because like something you you know you watch a movie and like we're all friends so you're like oh people see the movie the same way i do and i was like stefan saw this is la i was like man i was just fucking missing (laughs) missing some key points there um because i was just like i don't know i mean but, but i saw it and i lived in a small town so i think like any big city to me was like new york or chicago or something like i never saw la as like a big city you know i i think i always picture like and it is like more of a sprawl you know yeah. but like it, and then when you were talking about the way he shot it like cops everything's so close cut you know it's yeah. like there's no way to tell unless you knew some certain buildings in la and that scene where he's jumping over cars and shit and he uh, injured his hand and it's a bunch of cabs there Mm -hmm. that feels really new york because i don't think i've ever seen that kind of shit in la with a bunch of cabs in one fucking area yeah it's it's like now that stefan brought that up like up and then you were talking about it andrew it's like i'm watching it now and i'm like oh yeah this kind of does look like la now i don't know if this has ruined it for me but (laughs) this is like some of these wider shots i'm like oh yeah this does look like la this doesn't seem like new york but i'm also older and you know been to bigger cities that are like more on a grid system and closer together so i kind of know what that looks like you know but interesting. i, I, thought, I, I just thought Stefan was watching it and being like yeah it's totally la and it's like watching it in like 98 99 like yeah it's la and i'm like oh man i suck at watching movies <laughs> i think it's not since though right i think they want yeah. that that gray area there this could be your town this could be a city near you you know like that kind of thing yeah, I was going to bring that up, too. Like, could you imagine this being, like, a real murder case? Like, we'd be talking about this forever. Yeah, yeah. People would be documentaries about it. Like, you'd be talking about Somerset and Mills and, like, what Mills did wrong. It, it would have been fucking crazy, dude. The cop completed his his plan, man. Can you believe it? Yeah, people would be really... He'd be, like... I mean, John Doe would be up there with, like, Jack the Ripper, like, the Zodiac Killer, you know? Like, you'd be right. hearing those stories. And they make that reference to Jack the Ripper at some point. Um Oh, shit. in the movie i forget what the quote is i just saw it um i watch a lot of movies with subtitles now because I, I i don't know maybe i'm just getting too old and i need to read stuff I'm like what is he saying i can't hear anymore I listen to that <laughs> head banging music too much i can't hear anything <laughs> that acid rock <laughs> okay one last section this is the final statements part and basically i took this from philosophynow.org but I think they wrote something really cool that sounded like it would be a good ender for this. And again, even on this section, feel free to stop me at any point. Uh, interruption is uh, encouraged. So here we go. Um, they said, the violence in Seven is fetishistic precisely because Doe is trying to make a moral statement through art. The detail that has gone into his murders and the records of his crimes clearly displays a perverse form of art. The film gets a reaction at the gut level and thus is arguably more effective than art which does not shock or disturb. Yet the power of a disturbing and even disgusting film such as Seven lies partly in our inability to put a comfortable distance between ourselves and the art. We respond as much to our own emotions and reactions as to the events on screen and in a discomforting way we feel implicated in violence, which seems, quote, other and, quote, monstrous. One may see this as a reflexive commentary in which the Mills character represents our position vis-a-vis the horrors we see on screen. 
we may express disgust or as in my case, irritation or moral outrage at violent acts pictured on screen, but systematic studies of the horror genre have suggested the opposite is the deeper truth, that the monster represents a projection of wish fulfillment and, a, and escape from internal and external sensors which, which repress our subconscious desires. Yet like Mills, we may be unaware how much the monsters we celebrate on screen year after year resemble, resemble our own inner psyches. One of the pleasures of the crime thriller genre is the moment of catharsis when we see the monster blown to smithereens by a sympathetic hero. Not only does this make us feel vicariously omnipotent, it also allows our lust for violent revenge to be expressed relatively harmlessly. After all, like Mills, we're torn between a moral repulsion at, barbar at barbaric acts and a subconscious desire to inflict equally repugnant punishments on their perpetrators, and so eradicate such crimes by equally forbidden and extreme means. This fantasy is part of what makes violent horror and crime movies so persistently popular. The genius of Seven is the way it exposes and reflects our hypocrisy about this. All right, that ends full horror mode for Seven. Is that pretty much it for that, guys? Good job, Andrew. A lot of reading, but... I think the info is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go on to recently gaming now. All right. So, uh, Maddie, you uh, wanted to regale us with Tales of Dead by Daylight and yeah. maybe compare that with Friday the 13th, the game. You're the only one, I think. Maybe Joey. I don't know. But I think you're the only one that has Dead by Daylight out of us. So uh, what's the lowdown on that? Uh, yeah, Joey and I played like they did like a free like online. You could just like download like a demo and play it online with I guess limited resources or whatever. And we played it and it was fun. Um, then my friend uh, Brock, who uh, lives in Seattle, was like, "Hey man, you should get this. We should play it." And I was like, "All right, cool. I'll trade some shit in, get it." I paid like eleven bucks for it. Uh, versus Friday the Thirteenth, they're man. There's a lot of things I like about Dead by Daylight. There's a lot of stuff I like about Friday the 13th. Uh, I like Dead by Daylight because like you have interesting like villains and they're like kind of supernatural. So you got some creatures, they get different abilities. Like each one's different each time you fight it. Um, they've also got the rights to like Michael Myers. They just put Leatherface on there and apparently they're getting Freddy Cougar. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. So um, it's cool. All the and you, you know, like I feel like with Friday the 13th, you're always going to be in a, like a camp setting, you know. Um, and when I was playing Dead by Daylight the first couple of times, I was like, oh, everything's outdoors. That's cool. And then I played in a fucking mental hospital. And I was like, this shit fucking sucks because there's like nowhere to hide. It's just, you're constantly running. You're trying to like get these generators started. I was like, this is kind of cool. It's really intense. And you have to be like pretty like you know kind of figure out a little bit of a strategy uh the other thing i like about dead by daylight is there's an upgrade system you can like upgrade like toolboxes which make you fix generators faster um you can get like a first aid kit that's like in a little lunchbox and you can heal people really quick also when you get so for those who don't know dead by daylight is it's four of you against one killer and you're like what there's like like eight of you in a fucking friday the 13th match it's got to be really quick and like uh, Dead by Daylight does go a little quicker in my opinion, but it's like very intense. I also I think it's also scarier too, 
depending on like what villain you're playing because they have like a maniac with a chainsaw and then they have like this witch character uh that can like plant little like symbols and she can pop up and scare you um but but they're like so you can kind of get away from them but she'll know where you are it's just like these different kind of creative like kind of villains that you like kind of want to see in like you know like either a b movie you know, you kind of want to see these characters. Like, there's, like, a nurse character who hums when she gets close, like, sings a lullaby as she gets closer. It's, like, fucking, like, man, it gets creepy. Um, great ability to it, which I really like. Um, you can get perks and stuff that, like, in my opinion, I think the perks in Friday the 13th do give you a slight edge, but I feel like in Dead by Daylight, they give you an even greater edge. Like, you can just kind of, like, be good enough to fuck with the villain a little bit, you know? And I feel like despite running around tables and shit in Friday the 13th, I don't feel like your perks really do that much. But there's a whole upgrade system, which I really like about Dead by Daylight. Also, if you are the last surviving member of Dead by Daylight, you have the option of either trying to start the generators, if you have like so many left, you can try to do that, or there's an escape hatch planted somewhere in the game. So you just have to find it and you can escape, which I always thought was kind of shitty. Like if it's two of you left and you're trying to like, find the car and jason's around like why wasn't well couldn't there be another exit like if you're smart enough to get to like, yeah it should be hard you know it's like they don't show you where that fucking trap door is in dead by daylight but i definitely think like between the two games someone needs to put the the, the two the great stuff about friday the 13th and the great stuff about dead by daylight into one fucking game and it would be fucking genius but yeah i mean i think if you like I will just say if you like Friday the 13th, but you're kind of getting a little stale, a little burnout on it, kind of just getting the same thing over and over again. If you got 30 bucks or wait for it to go on sale, or if you want to trade some shit in for it, I think dead by daylight is like the kind of nice change of pace and like a refreshing kind of look at like um, what Friday the 13th was trying to do and dead by daylight is doing. And, you know, like they all, they all need work. I mean, everyone's just trying to figure out this, like this new kind of like, survival kind of game you know i mean i guess kind of yeah i mean I, I don't really know any other game you guys might know of something that's kind of similar i was kind of thinking of manhunt but it's just like a single player kind of thing and i never really got that far i think stefan was a bigger rock star yeah did you play all that all the way through i never did um but as a side note i've been watching uh, an entire playthrough of the first max Payne just to kind of like live it and not have to play it all over <laughs> yeah um, and it's been it's been fucking awesome so my next one up was going to be manhunt because i never got really really got through it cuz it's it's creepy and it gets really hard and i was like eh. i want to do <laughs> yeah. that with but virtual wanna, reality cuz it's a rick and morty vr game but everybody says oh, it's yeah. super short yeah so i don't want yeah, to buy it. watch it yeah yeah that's I love it. Like people sometimes make fun of other people who watch video games. I'm like, it really saves me a lot of time. I don't have to play the video game, <laughs> and I'm gonna like watch it. New release games that I want to play, I'm gonna play, and I don't want to see them until then. Yeah. But you know, years past playing Max Payne one the first time, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I was really enjoying it. <laughs> well, yeah, I liked uh, when Joey did the Outlast. I loved watched Outlast yeah. too, and I was fucking enthralled, dude. Like the story is good. Joey's yeah. good at playing video games. Like, yeah, fucking yeah. he, he yeah, died a lot, it. but like, who's not going to? You can't fight in that fucking game. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I I got no like I I was probably one of those people that was like, nah, you guys are kind of lame. Just play the game. And now I'm like, well, I'm getting older, so I guess I'll just watch this shit because I can't play everything. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I I agree. Like, uh, it's fun to watch those, and like, I haven't gone back and watched anything I 
I've played before, but I kind of, since you brought that up, I kind of want to watch Silent Hill too, because it tis the season for spooky things. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I just like Dead game. by Daylight versus Friday the 13th. I think like it's, it's a good change of pace. It's a lot faster. Uh, I like, you know, I feel like there's a lot more stuff you can do in it to like get the upper hand against uh, the villains in it. Like there's like these little like, there's like these little totems they have that like secure their power and you can like destroy those and they'll weaken them. I don't know how much because I've just like watched a video about like what all I should be doing in the game. And then there's like the the hook things they put you on to like kill you and like sacrifice you. I don't get like, there's not like any story mode to this. So I don't know why you're like being put on these hooks and then dragged up to, I don't know why you're getting dragged up because you're getting murdered. I assume you'd go to, I don't know, maybe everyone goes to heaven at the end. Who knows? I don't know. Goes but, to um, heaven. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, you can also... You can also destroy those hook things if you have a toolbox, which is great because it like you can try to escape from like, you know, like within Jason, you can kind of like try to get out of his grasp or whatever. You have that option. But if you make the hooks further away, because that's the only way the killer can kill you, um, you can have more of a chance to survive and get away from them. So it's like there's a lot of strategy that I think that Friday the 13th has a little bit of. But I feel like there's a little more of it in Dead by Daylight. There's a lot more you can do on a playing field, you know. I feel like sometimes, like in Friday the 13th, you're just like, I've been in like 10 foot. I've been in every cabin. There's nothing. Everyone tells it has everything. But it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, like you still have an opportunity to escape in Dead by Daylight if you can get a generator started or if you can, you know, find the trap door, which I think is a great... One of my biggest complaints with like, I think Friday the 13th is, is I wish there was another option. Yeah, it should be hard, you know. But to, um, uh, you know, if you're like the only surviving guy, like or person, you should be able to try to find a way out. You know, like, why should you just have to die? You know, because right. ultimately Friday the 13th, you're going to die if you're the last dude. It's like, I mean, I'm sure there are people that can like last the two minutes, but like, the, I feel like it's kind of a cheat that is just like, OK, well, the time frame's done. You win. It's like, ah, that's always been my problem with friday the 13th when, you, when you're a counselor especially it's just so fucking hard yeah. god it's a hard-ass game and if if you're if you're getting on with people you don't know most of the time they're not going to work with you and you we have to like all work together which is cool whenever like we have a lot of super house people on uh but man if if, if, if it's just me on there and i don't know anybody else pretty much I'm going to die every time unless somebody calls the police. And then it's almost like too easy. Actually, yeah. it's kind of easy to get out of it whenever the, the police are called. But um, I don't know, man, I guess at the end of the day, the game must be doing something right. Cause I'm still playing it from time to time. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like, it's just, man, the difficulty is really high. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I just, I, I definitely think dead by daylight. If you're, you, you like Friday the 13th, you're getting kind of like, it's getting stale to you and you want something within that same genre or vein dead by daylight is like a nice refresher. It doesn't play as well. Like I think Friday the 13th is a little smoother, like with gameplay, even though there's like issues with that fucking gameplay. Really? But dead by daylight is definitely like, you know, like gun media and those guys who did Friday the 13th, like, you know, they're getting a, probably a lot more money than dead by daylight is at this point. You know, they're giving a lot of shit out for free, you know, it seems like they got a little more backing um, but not to say that Dead by Daylight is like a fucking terrible experience. Um, sorry, side note, just saw the little flash of Gwyneth Paltrow's face. <laughs> so, oh, wow. <laughs> um, and it doesn't happen. Maybe it happens at the box, but um, Brad Pitt's character does see it right before he shoots his, uh, shoots um, John Doe. 
Oh, he does. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot. I forgot that about that. Oops. Um, sorry, side tangent. But I don't know. They're two good games. I would suggest that, and it's nice that you don't have to have eight people to like play with your boys because only three people at a time can start a generator. So if there's four of you running around, one of you can kind of like distract the villain where three of you are working on something um, because like they're definitely set up. They're easy to find, but the killer can also find them very easy too. So you, and there's like little uh, prompts that you have to do to so like you can blow up a generator that alerts the killer to where you are, but you can also hide from him because the killer point of view is in first person. So it's harder for him to see where you are. And you as the survivor is like, you know, a third person, you can see everything. And the creepiest thing about it is you'll just be walking by and you'll see the killer go by and you're like, if this was fucking Friday the 13th, I would have been got. I'd have been got. He would have seen me. You know, so there's definitely like ups, there's like pros and cons to both. But I think they're both great games. I'm just waiting for that. Like, you know, honestly, bringing up Rockstar, I think Rockstar could do the quintessential like horror survival team up game. You know, and they could figure it out. You get like 20 different modes to play. You're like, why haven't they created this game? It'd be like Manhunt, but, you know, with like horror villains or something, you know, like, why didn't anyone jump on this sooner? You know, why did it take a small company trying to make a Friday the 13th game, but not call it Friday the 13th, you know? But I don't know. It's good. It's good stuff. You guys should get it so we can all play. Which one's better ultimately? Man, I if I I feel if I say one thing, people are gonna be like, "Nah, this one's better." Uh, I'd say right now for me, I'm really digging Dead by Daylight just because of the upgrade ability of it, and uh-huh. the more I play, and there's like daily rituals and stuff, um, which are like, "Oh, if you do these things, if you do nine of these things, you get like eighty thousand blood points, or they're like blood triangle things." Like, I'm sure there's a real name for them. I'm sorry, I call them blood triangle thingies. <laughs> get over it. Um, but um, you can get like I just got like eighty thousand of those just because I completed like I just worked on a bunch of like generators for like a couple of games, and um, I got like and I just like leveled up. I'm like level eleven now, so there's like a lot of like you can like make your way through that game and get some cool stuff pretty soon. And I feel like you know, and Friday the Thirteenth, unless they do double XP, sometimes it's just like fucking grinding, man. You're just like, ugh, dude, I'm never gonna make it to this level because like. I've been in some shitty games. Friday the 13th? Yeah, I just feel like sometimes it's hard to level up. And, you know, they don't have like, oh, if you do this as a survivor, if you jump through 10 windows and survive or whatever, you get this many points to, you know. I mean, they do do the double XP, which is cool. But I I like that there are like little prompts during the week for like daily daily things you can do and Dead by Daylight to bring you back. You know, like, oh, if I do this, I'll get more points. And, ooh, like, you know, I'm about to upgrade that, like, the sneaking perk or whatever in Dead by Daylight. That'll help me get through. So, because, I mean, when you play with people who have a lot of perks, like, they fucking, like, you hang out with that person, you know? And the thing is, in Dead by Daylight, you can't talk unless, like, we start a party. So a lot of it's, like, emoting, and, like, people will tell you to come with them, and it's, like, you got to pay a little more attention, and people are actually trying to, like, get out of that game. You can't kill one another. Or, I mean, you can't do that in Friday the 13th either, but, you know, you know, you can't run over people with a car. You can't do, like, shitty stuff. You know, um, it's nice to not hear fucking 10-year-olds. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I get so tired of that so, when those fucking little kids start talking. But, I mean, like, I would say, I, I don't know, man. Like, right now, I'm really digging Dead by Daylight. Probably going to play some after this. Um but Friday the 13th is a great game, man. I think people should get either one. Um, if you have one of the other, I definitely think you should try the other one out because I definitely think they're like, it's a fun game and 
it's a, uh, it's the spooky season and neither one of them are dookies. So <laughs> nice. I'm going to mention this just because we said it in the intro. I forgot until now. Um, won't be that long, uh, at all, but, uh, South park fracture, but hole. Great. If you like the first one, uh, definitely get this one. Um, and elite dangerous Maddie. I know you made that joke. It's a fucking space sim. If, if Eve Valkyrie Warzone is star Wars, elite dangerous is star Trek. It's definitely, uh, a space simulator, man. Like, fuck, I've never played a game like this before. Um, also really good, but man, it's like the learning curve is steep. You can't, it's definitely not an arcade game like Eve Valkyrie is. Uh, anyway, uh, that's basically it for, <laughs> for mine. If you want me to go into more of that, send South, uh, South Park, send Superhouse a message on Facebook, Twitter, or Superhousepodcast at gmail.com uh, if you want to hear more about that. But uh, anyway, that's it for me. Is that it for you, Maddie? Yeah, I'm done. Uh, oh, all right, guys. That was, what are we, episode 93? Mm-hmm. That's it. We're done. Um, we talked about some cool ass shit. We had some, we had a spooky or dookie part two. Um, and you know, I, I don't know, man, that's all we got. <laughs> and thanks for indulging me with uh, full horror mode, uh, the deep dive into seven. And, right. uh, thanks for that, uh, recently gaming stuff, Maddie. Thank you guys later. 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 This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'm a million, I'll give you Joey for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>